The Some News Podcast is filmed in front of a canned studio audience. Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News Podcast number 40. And yes, today we are filmed in front of a canned studio audience. It's all of the laughs of a live studio audience with none of the smell. Hmm. That, that was the canned studio audience. Yeah, don't talk with your mouthful. Why did I want one? Well, if TV shows and radio comedies can have laughs edited in, I thought, why not us? Yeah, they do. It's a well-known fact that the laughs on any ITV sitcom are taken from a 1963 edition of That Was The Week That Was. It's great, no matter how rubbish a joke is, it'll still sound funny because you hear an audience laugh. And that's how stupid we are. It's like this. Um, The UK was hit by freezing conditions. It was so cold when I woke this morning. To get out of bed, I had to grit my teeth to stop me slipping on them. I know, it doesn't matter how bad the joke is. Like this. Uh, I see the Stones did another gig, and it got great reviews. Well, you know what they say, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Apart from Brian Jones, he's pretty mossy by now. (laughs) I know, it's so easy. Go on, you have a try. Well, even a canned audience won't laugh at something that offensive. Anyway, in this edition, the pitter-patter of tiny baby royal feet, pride comes before a full statement, and something to do with Starbucks, we'll find out. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast, the main news. Congratulations, Wills and Kate. I haven't enjoyed the news of a woman throwing up this much since I watched that YouTube clip of Lady Gaga. If you've not seen it, Google it. Uh, Yes, the royal family is going to get an extra member. And not by one of those embarrassing divorces and remarriages for once. Prince Catherine is having a baby. And the newspapers went crazy on it. One day, the Daily Mail had nine pages on the story. And Kate is less than 12 weeks gone. That's nine pages of national newspaper covering what is, at the moment, a bunch of cells. It means only one thing. Things can only get worse. The coverage is going to get out of hand. It's bad enough when you have friends who have a kid. There's no getting away from it. If someone mentions children, youth or humans, out come the photos. And we won the pub quiz because the correct name for the young of a goat is kid. Oh, speaking of which, let me show you these pictures of my Chris. Where's my phone? Oh, okay. Oh, here we go again. There he is. Oh, yeah, he's cute. In a chucky kind of a way. Yeah. And there's uh, this one. Oh. And there's this one. They're all of the same party. Are these photographs or is he showing me a video frame by frame? And then there's uh, there's these ones. More? And this is when we came round to your house. I was there. Why do I have to sit through the pictures? I sat through the den. Oh, is, is that a new phone? Yeah, yeah. It's got 32 gigabytes of storage. I'm gonna die here. But when it's the Royals, it's bigger and it's better. She's not even 12 weeks. So that means seven more months of non-stop coverage. And there's nothing to report now that she knows she's pregnant. One actual headline I saw read, Catherine Jenkins says she's excited for William and Kate's royal baby. What's she got to do with it? Catherine Jenkins. The only way she's related to the story is that she's called Catherine too. Is that what they do in news these days? (laughs) 
Ben Finley reports that Ronald McDonald may be dropped as the mascot of the international burger chain. To find out more, I'm joined by someone close to the story. <laughs> Good evening. Now, before we start with the news, your producer, your producer said to me, he said, Ronnie, 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 would you like to be supersized? I said, I think it's a bit late for that. <laughs> It's just been non-news after non-news. I saw a Sky reporter shout across the street to Prince William, Are you happy uh, about becoming a dad? Like he's going to say, Well, I'm not sure I'm ready with the responsibilities. What? And there was a statement issued by Prince Charles saying he was delighted at the news. Again, what else was he going to say in a statement? Yes, well, um, I'm delighted uh, that I'm going to be a grandfather and that there will be another heir to the throne. But I'd also like to say, get in line. I've bloody waited long enough myself. I'm being harsh. There were some angles of this story that were actually news. The reason we knew about it was that Kate had to go to hospital. They said it was morning sickness, but that title seems to downplay how serious it can be. Indeed, all the way through a pregnancy and slightly after the birth, there are things that could endanger the life of the mother. Like if the baby is born ginger. That does not help the longevity of a princess. And they're changing the act of succession, which means if this child is born a boy, nothing changes. If this child is born a girl, and later on it has a brother, then she'll stay the one who's in line to the throne. Some people were saying this change was good for women. But you do realise, women, this law only affects the one baby who might be a girl. It doesn't mean that if you're a woman, you're more likely to be queen. It means you're less likely to be queen. Your only hope is to marry into the job at the moment, and in the old days, all you had to do was marry the oldest male in the family. Now, 50% of the time, he won't be getting the job. So, bad news, ladies. But it's not about that one position. It's about the message that this change sends out. It says, women, you're not second-class citizens anymore. If you want something, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. All that matters is that you are born into the right privileged family. That's the take-home message from this. Uh, there was trouble in Australia when this happened. Let's, um, okay, let's, let's, let's give this hospital a call okay. and see if we can get Kate Middleton or maybe even Prince Wills on the phone tonight. So okay. the number... number's going in. Oh, jeez, I hope this happens. Hello, good morning. King Edward VII asking. Oh, hello there. Could I please speak to Kate, please, my granddaughter? Oh, yes, just hold on. Um... Thank you. Are they putting us through? Yes. <laughs> if this has worked, it's the easiest prank call we've ever made. <laughs> yep, some radio DJs called up the hospital that Kate was staying in and got put through to the right people. There was a lovely bit a few days later when the press uh, asked Prince Charles a question and he said... How do you know I'm not a radio station? <laughs> that was proper funny and it did not get the laugh that it deserved and I will tell you why. Your Highness, you should always travel with your own canned studio audience. How do you know I'm not a radio station? <laughs> much better. I guess they did the prank call because it was a big news story in Australia, and it's been getting coverage all over the world. To get the American take on this, we can speak to our US correspondent. Hello. Hello. First of all, I want to say we love William and Kate over here. We just wish they could be our royal family too. Well, if you hadn't insisted on a war of independence, they could have been. What? Never mind. Anyway, we're so excited. There's going to be a baby. And here in the U.S., we want it to be a girl. Why's that? Well, firstly, if it's a girl, we hope it gets Kate's looks and Kate's hair. 
but maybe Will's boobs. <laughs> Is that a joke about her humble cleavage? Oh, come on. Didn't you see the pictures from France? That's where the baby's going to be eating. I just hope he brought a packed lunch. Oh, leave her alone. Anything more than a handful's a waste. Yeah, but she didn't marry Abu Hamza. And what's your second reason? Well, if it's a girl, uh, it will still be in line to the throne, finally stopping you Brits being backwards and bigoted. Whoa, hang on a minute. We're backwards and bigoted? Says you. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you had a woman president? Hey, we're progressive. We've got Obama. When was the last time you had a black king? Yeah, good point. Well made. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. George Osborne, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, delivered his autumn statement to Parliament. The autumn statement. It's like the budget, but somehow it's even less interesting than a budget. Basically, all that happened was they downgraded their predictions of economic growth. They said we wouldn't do as well as expected, uh, which means austerity will last a few years longer. We will continue to get worse off. Benefits will keep being cut. And I don't mind at all. That's why I've got my fingers crossed that the Mayans were right. You can predict five more years of cuts if you want. I am living like we've only got the rest of the month left to live. I'm spending all the money I earn and I'm making no effort to plan for the future. That's how I've lived my whole life, so I'm pretty match fit by this month. Although, I thought living life like we had less than a month left to live would be all about drunken debauchery. Turns out it's mainly just watching stuff you've sky plussed. So, was there any good news from the autumn statement? George Osborne certainly thought so. There is a threepence per litre rise planned for this January. Now, some have suggested that we delay that threepence rise until April. I disagree. I suggest we cancel it altogether. There will be no threepence fuel tax rise this January. That is real help with the cost of living for families as they fill up their cars across the country. And it will help businesses too. He's trying to take credit for helping us by not doing something that would have hurt us. You've not helped, you've just not been a git. It's like, it's like this happening. Give me your money. Oh my God, you've got a knife. Yeah, give me your money. Okay, okay. Actually, I was going to mug you now, but some said I should mug you next week. What? But I don't think I should mug you next week. What? I don't, I don't understand. I think I should cancel mugging you. Yeah, I ain't gonna mug you. So aren't I great? I'm really helping. I've saved you. But you were the only one who was gonna mug me. You're not helping. I've still got this knife. Good point. Thanks. Thanks. I've heard so many interviews about the economy. It just goes round in circles. The coalition just blames the previous Labour administration and Labour says, Hey, but it wasn't our fault. It was a global economic crisis. To which the Tories say, You can't go blaming other countries for for getting us in this mess. And then someone asks the Tories why they've not fixed it yet. And they say, We weren't to know what was going to happen with the Eurozone. Politicians always blame the previous lot. And if that doesn't work, they blame other countries. Countries. And it's not even their fault. If politicians actually took some responsibility for their actions, they'd be handed out of their job. It's, it's not going to change. So there's no point getting angry about it. In fact, we should learn from them. These are skills that could be useful in other areas of our life. <laughs> I just don't think it's working between us. Well, hang on. Uh, you have to realise that most of our emotional problems were caused by your previous boyfriend, and I have been working hard to try and fix that. What? Yes, uh, years of neglect can't be fixed overnight. But but it doesn't feel like you even find me attractive anymore. Well, some things are just beyond my control. Uh, there are a lot of attractive women out there, 
and we need to remain competitive. What, what do you mean? Competitive sexually, uh, like maybe a diet. <laughs> We're all having to make cuts. And maybe you wouldn't mind me inviting another woman uh, to join us in the bedroom. You want a three-way? Let's just call it a coalition. The starting boundary of tax has gone up, which is actually good news for me. My career is going so badly, I am technically tax efficient. Uh, but it's, it's not just personal tax that's changed. Corporation tax again by a further 1%. Yeah. In America, the rate is 40%. In France, it is 33%. In Germany, it is 29%. From April 2014, the corporation tax rate in Britain will stand at 21%. Yeah. They're changing the rate of corporation tax. Or if you're Starbucks, you just change it on your own. Pay whatever you feel like. After paying no corporation tax in the UK for the last three years, Starbucks said they'd pay 10 million for the next two years. As in, uh, if we pay 10 mil, how about you stop drawing attention to the lack of tax we pay? Yeah, it's a bung. It's a payoff. It's like me calling up HMRC and saying, Hi, yeah, this is, uh, this is Steve Allen. If I pay you £100, how about we don't look into why I put toilet roll down as an expense, yeah? Well, it's kind of like that. If I paid £100 with the way my career's going, I would have cleared my tax for the next five years. It's worth saying that Starbucks didn't do anything illegal. They didn't pay corporation tax because they didn't make any profit in the UK for those three years. How can you not make a profit? You're selling coffee for £3 a cup. At that rate, a jar of Mellow Birds is worth over £400. They didn't make any profit because they were moving costs around to make sure that the profits ended up in the countries with a lower tax. Clever but not popular. So, to stop their popularity dropping, they said they'd pay some tax. Ten million over two years. A drop in the ocean when compared to their sales. And don't worry, they will make it back. Starbucks is also cutting paid lunches, sick leave and maternity benefits for 7,000 workers across the UK. If you're paying your staff so little they can't afford to buy one of your coffees. Anyway, look, I'm not here to judge. If there's a loophole and you exploit it, it's our fault for there being a loophole. We should be closing the loopholes, right? Well, some people say that if you actually force global companies to play by the rules, they'll just stop trading in the UK. No, they won't. There's no way that Starbucks will leave the coffee-obsessed UK. If we force them to pay the same rate of tax as Costa, well, Costa seemed to cope. Do you think Starbucks would say, What? We, we won't get to make millions and millions and millions? We'll only make millions and millions? Well, shove it up your ass. And even if they did leave, how bad would it be? You might have to walk for an extra 45 seconds before you find a Costa, or Nero, or Pret, or Eat, or Muffin Break, or Beebe's, or Esquire's, or Boswell's, or Wildbean Cafe, McDonald's, Greg's Moment, Thornton's, AMT Coffee, Chibo, Coffee Primo, Coffee Republic, Cafe Riazza, or Pacino's, or just make a coffee at home. I got in a little trouble when I put on Twitter, um, I'm boycotting Starbucks for not paying enough tax, says loads of people tweeting using their Google Chrome browser. Because it's not just Starbucks. Google, Amazon, they've all been accused of similar sort of things. And hey, I'm just as hypocritical. I tweeted that tweet from my Google Android phone. All I'm saying is, when it comes to taking on these big, powerful companies, you just have to take the small victories. Boycotting a company you think is doing something wrong makes sense. Sometimes, when I'm on my way to a gig and the motorway service area only has Starbucks and I need my pre-gig coffee, here's what I do. Can I have a tall cappuccino to take away, please? Uh, can I take a name? Yep, it's Owen. Owen? Surname, lots more tax. Ooh, sticking it to the man. Your drink will be ready at the end. Ooh. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. 
in Austria, a city bus driver found around £300,000 left in a bag on his bus, and he handed it in. Wow, it's amazing. Bus drivers in the UK don't even like giving change. Turns out what he did was the right thing to do, because the money was left behind by an elderly woman who'd taken a life savings out of the bank but left the bag on the bus. It would have ruined her life, but his honesty saved her. But at the same time, why did she need all that money in cash? Hey, old lady, it's not medical marijuana if you're buying it to sell on, you know. It happened weeks ago, and so far, the old lady has not contacted the bus driver to offer a reward. And I know how he feels. I did a good deed once, and I did not get rewarded for it. I gave up my seat for a heavily pregnant woman, and all she said was, How dare you? I'm not pregnant. I thought, well, with that attitude, you're never going to be. And trust me, she needed to get by on her personality. I've never found £300,000, but... We've all found stuff, and it makes you wonder, what's the best thing you've ever found? I asked the question on Twitter. Here are some of the answers. Kate Robbins, she's the lady from the TV, I've met her, uh, but she said, love, of course, so it was obviously return to sender. Harsh. I hope you didn't find love on a bus. That seems weird. Uh, Lynn Ann M said, best thing I ever found, a boy's cap with a toy shark going through it. Son wore it every holiday for years. P.A. Gurney said, I found a newspaper cutting from the 40s that my grandmother cut out while missing my grandfather away at war. Romantic. Oh, that's nice. Amy underscore Kate said, an actual whole ammonite just on the beach walking one day. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds... Is that something that drops from space? I'm out my wheelhouse here. Inaka1980 said, can I be totally smarmy and serious and sentimental and say, love for my father? This is getting deep and emotional. I'm going to be crying by the end of this one. Dan underscore Townley, a shiny Pikachu Pokemon card. That's making some profit right there. Christy Evans said, I got unbelievably excited when I found half a pack of cola-flavoured Lancers in my room. I reckon that equates to 300k. Martin 602729, that's getting confusing. Uh, He says, if I said my wife, would you throw or laugh? It's nice that you found your wife. Save someone else from you, didn't it? Uh, Bunner Thussler says, A case of champagne that had a couple of thou stuffed under the bottles in Edinburgh one festival when I had no money. Wow. I've played Edinburgh a few times, and just the other year I, l- I left loads of money under a few bottles of... Sh- no, it's never going to work. Last Caress, 1972. What's the best thing you've found? Uh, they said, You, on Twitter. Size in wistful, schmaltzy fashion, slash, masturbates. I mean, that last little bit ruined the image, but up until that point, that was nice. Nikki Loves Orange said, A £10 note in the spuds at Tesco's when I was about seven. Emriana says uh, that she found love in a hopeless place. Hang on, that's, that's not a tweet, that's a song, isn't it? Rihanna found love in a hopeless place. I didn't even know she'd been to Birmingham. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe. It's on iTunes. Details are at sumnews.co.uk. Uh, also, sign up for the e-newsletter. Follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. Loads of options. Uh, until next time, bye. The Sum News Podcast. Get more at sumnews.co.uk.